0: For those of us who were there, it is becoming increasingly difficult to remember what Disney California Adventure looked like when it first opened in 2001. With each passing year since Disney launched its massive multi-billion dollar effort to redeem itself from the failed launch of the much-anticipated second gate at the Disneyland Resort, entire swaths of the park have been completely gutted and redone. Much to Disney's pleasure, the changes have been very successful. From the perfectly recreated Buena Vista Street of Walt's early years in the City of Angels, To the wildly successful Cars Land. As we discussed in the previous Armchair Imagineering post, the early 2000s Band-Aid of a Bug's Land is soon to fade away with the coming Marvel-themed Superhero Land, and we're a mere weeks away from the reopening of the newly minted Pixar Pier. With these and other changes and additions, it feels like we're on the home stretch of finally creating a worthy neighbor to the iconic theme park masterpiece next door. But there is one last part of the park that continues to beg for attention, pleading to be saved from the formerly mentioned stalled start for DCA, and that would be Hollywoodland. Here is how it is presently described in the Disneyland Resort's website. Welcome to Hollywoodland, where the golden age of Hollywood and the magic of Disney movies are celebrated with attractions, shows, and entertainment that conjure the romance, glamour, and sentimentality of the silver screen. Walk down Hollywood Boulevard, visit a backlot of Hollywood Studios, and take a dark turn down Sunset Boulevard. Well, the reality is that Hollywood Boulevard is basically a long-glorified walkway to the Hyperion Theater and the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout, and that the section dubbed The Backlot features the bustling activity of a graveyard, aside from the modestly popular Mike and Solly to the rescue attraction. This dark ride itself is an example of the early patchwork approach to fixing DCA, as it mercifully put to death the short-lived dud Superstar Limo. Muppet Vision 3D hung on for a good 13 years, but grew stale fairly quickly as evidenced by the mostly empty theater. Since its close in 2014, the space has been used mostly for preview screenings of the newest Disney movies. They have attempted to breathe some life into the northeast corner of DCA with various live entertainment, from Electronica and the Mad Tea Party to the more recent Avengers training initiative. But once the musicians and and meet-and-greet lookalikes have packed up and left, so go the park-goers, leaving behind a mostly vacant significant chunk of Disney real estate. And with it now appearing that the once-rumored expansion of the Marvel franchise into this area is dead along with the Eastern Gateway infrastructure project, that means that all ideas are back on the table for what to do with this sad corner of the park. Now as far as Hollywood Boulevard, I've already suggested in the previously mentioned Marvel expansion piece that the buildings that line the south side of the street should be mostly facade, so that the space inside could be used for a major Black Panther or Doctor Strange dark ride. But what would happen to the Animation Academy? This is, in my opinion, one of the most enjoyable but often overlooked attractions in DCA, and I would hate to see it completely go away. The solution is found in a completely reimagined backlot that would directly tie into Walt's journey by replicating the historic parts of the Walt Disney Studio in Burbank. Many hardcore Disney fans enjoyed the backstory to the making of Mary Poppins as it was portrayed in the film Saving Mr. Banks. One of the highlights was the on-site filming at several iconic Walt Disney Studio locations. I think that a highly interactive and expertly crafted experience on the making of the magic would draw a decent crowd and make for a charming addition to DCA. USA Today did a nice piece on the studio's campus that I encourage you to check it out. There's a link in the text version of this podcast. And I've also embedded a few pictures featured from this article to help stir the imagination, so make sure to go back and check those out. In my vision, the old Muppet Vision 3D theater would be remodeled to look like Burbank's screening theater, which would continue to feature extended previews of soon-to-be-released Disney films, something that I'm sure the marketing department will appreciate. But a redesigned lobby would include images from historic premieres and would symbolically represent the payoff from all the hard work that we learn about in the rest of this new land. New interactive presentations and walkthroughs would be created that focus on the following elements of filmmaking. Crafting the story, such as script and storyboarding, animation, set design, music, and sound editing. A facade drawing from the style of the animation building would go in front of the monorail tracks so that the elevated train would never be seen in this land. Four entryways at certain points alongside the facade, one each for story, animation, music, and sound, would take you into what are presently called Stage 16, currently home to Mike and Solly to the Rescue, and 17. Animation would basically be a relocation of the Animation Academy and the Magic Mirror realm in the Sorcerer's Workshop. A music interactive attraction and presentation would pay tribute to the Sherman Brothers and other Disney composers and the creative process they went through to score the films. A sound attraction could include an interactive feature along the lines of Ursula's Grotto, which used to be a part of the Sorcerer's Workshop along with hands-on experiences related to other components of sound editing. Story would include an indoor replica of the Hyperion Studio, which inside could feature a presentation on the process of story development, along with historical displays of storyboarding. Like a museum, exhibits can be regularly updated in each of these areas to focus on particular films, which encourages return visits. And an interior hallway would link each together for ease of access. At the very northeast corner, the building that once hosted Flynn's Arcade during the Electronica days would be demoed and a new building constructed to look like one of the famous stage buildings in Burbank. Inside would be perfect replicas of sets from some of Disney's most iconic live-action films. Along with learning about the process, parkgoers could pay an additional cost to get into costume for a personal photo session in which they take center stage in one of their favorite Disney moments. And if people get hungry and want to take a break before jumping back into one of these exhibits, in the center of the new backlot area will be a recreation of the 1940s Disney Studio Commissary. This would replace Schmoozies and the Fairfax Market. Now, everything I'm talking about can be done extremely well and at a bargain price in comparison to their other major projects and their e-ticket attractions, such as Galaxy's Edge. So come on, Disney, pull the trigger on this. Complete Walt's journey and bring a little bit of Burbank to Anaheim. Now, before I sign off, I know a good number of you have been screaming at the screen, what about turtle talk with crush? Relax. I'll share a bit more on a much improved location for this crowd pleaser in my next article. Until then, there you have it, my fellow armchair imagineers. What do you think about my ideas? And what does your imagination come up with for the future of this slice of DCA? Make sure to go back to the text article and share your thoughts in the comments. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and remember that you can check out more of my takes on faith, social justice, and pop culture along with other life-inspired musings by visiting www.curtelewis.com. If you enjoyed and benefited from this and other publications featured on my website, would you take a few minutes to show your support? First, you can share it with your friends via social media, text message, email, word of mouth, pigeon bird, cave art, whichever you prefer. Second, if you're listening on iTunes, take a few seconds to subscribe to this podcast and to give it a positive review. Lastly, you can help me to continue to produce these podcasts by making a monthly or one-time financial contribution. Click on support on the website to learn more. Again, thanks so much for listening.